Welcome back to Co-op Energy Talk. I'm Courtney Doyle, Communications and Member Relations Manager at Cherryland Electric Cooperative. Today, we are talking about a really amazing economic development loan program that the co-op offers, how it works, and really the best part, why we do it. Cherryland CEO Rachel Johnson joins us along with one of our most recent recipients, Left Foot Charlie Winemaker and owner Brian Ulbrich. Rachel, Brian, first, I just want to thank you both for taking time out of your day to come join us and talk about our economic development loan program. Um, Brian, would you just start by telling us a little bit about Left Foot Charlie and who you guys are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Courtney and Rachel. This is fun. I was hauling barrels earlier today, so it's a nice cool break to come in this room (laughs) and uh, get off the truck for a moment. But um, yeah, Left Foot Charlie is one of the local wineries. We've been in business uh, almost 20 years now. We're Next year's our 20th uh, anniversary. Uh, We started off very small. My wife and I um, helped take care of uh, one acre of vineyards out on Old Mission um, in exchange for the fruit in the end. And so we took that that work, turned it into fruit, and then made our first batch of wine in 2004. And our goal was to stay kind of loyal to the single vineyard sites. And um, that one, we rolled, you know, that fruit and that the sales from that into the next vintage um, and picked up another vineyard along the way, and then slowly that's happened ever since and kind of keeps happening, so. I have to ask a question. Why is it called Left Foot Charlie? What's the story? That was a nickname I had as a kid. My left foot used to turn inward and I would trip over it and fall down a lot. And my mom, uh, we think, kind of gave me this nickname. She actually says it was my grandpa. Um, and it became a, like a neighborhood nickname for me until I was like fifth grade or something. Why Charlie? That's the, the curious part. We have, um, <laughs> So we got a call from a woman. It was like, wait, your name's Brian. Yeah. Uh, we got a call from a woman years ago when we first opened, and she was asking about the name. And she said, well, my my grandpa used to say left foot Charlie as a, like a cuss phrase, like when he'd hit his hammer, hand with a hammer or something like that. And so I started inquiring a little bit, and he was, he served in the same uh you know, theater of World War II with where my grandpa was. And so it could have been like some kind of GI cuss yeah. phrase from the 40s. You know, they used to use the word Charlie a lot. Like, hey, Charlie, sorry, Charlie, that kind of thing. Char- you know, Charlie was just dude, you know, yeah. basically. Um, and so that could be what it is that we actually named ourselves after a cuss word. But um. And also that your <laughs> grandparents nicknamed you a cuss word. And like some, somewhere it's behind pretty the scenes, gentle cussing, like, though, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's an awesome, had a, I love that story. We that's had awesome. a name picked out before we opened that was um, a Greek word for timing. And it was this very poetic, magical word. And you know, like, you have to go through at the right time when the window's open and this and that. And I went to register the name with the federal government and it was taken like a week prior to <gasps> us doing it, which oh. showed we have zero timing and we didn't deserve the name. Um, Fair. So yeah, left foot Charlie kind of spun out of that through a long little path, but it's easy to pronounce and it's distinct and it yeah, has come to really, out. we've grown into it well. Yeah, <laughs> so. I love that story. That's a good one. I do too. Uh, we function a little bit like a cooperative in the sense that we don't have a single estate that we farm from. We work with 18 independent farms that grow exclusively for us and our 
goal in the winemaking is to let them focus on farming and what really is required for high quality wine is high quality grapes so they can have all their attention out there we focus on the production and kind of bringing the farms into into our environment and then highlighting both the vintage and the farm where it's grown because wine is very expressive of um, where it's from where and when it's from and so this is a little a little different model in that you don't see the sprawling estate in front of the front porch and all of that ours are you pass them probably all the time don't realize they're left with Charlie vineyards but um, it's been a, a great model uh, for a small winery and also for these smaller farms that don't really produce enough on their own to be a single winery um, but they want to keep their land in agriculture it's kind of that better together mentality right like if we all work together we can have a really cool fruitful product at the end right yeah and the other nice thing is that by having the farms spread out over the a lot of different uh, geographical and climatic areas we're not exposed to independent or singular weather events as much um, because we may have heavy rains in the southern part of old mission it may bypass the middle part or something like that so we we find we have um, a lot of different characteristics that come through in our wines because of that that's really cool and i love how you kind of tied it back how it does kind of operate like a cooperative which rachel probably made it a really attractive fit for one of the uh the usda loan programs that we have yeah, when, when Brian came to us, the loan program we were looking to access is actually one that we had not worked with historically. So what we've done historically at Cherryland, we have a zero interest revolving loan fund, which we can certainly talk about today. But the, the fund that Brian wanted to work with is a USDA pass-through loan. And the way that works is uh, essentially Cherryland is the borrower from USDA on those dollars. We pass those directly through to Brian to help with this project. And then as Brian pays them back, we pay them back to USDA. So we don't get to revolve them. But what it did allow us to do was access a higher dollar amount than we do in our normal revolving loan fund. And uh, certainly, I think what one of the things that made Brian's project attractive was the fact that it did feel like a really good mission fit in terms of this idea of collaboration, better together than on our own, as you mentioned, Courtney, but also supporting agriculture within our region is certainly a very good fit for where Cherryland came from, right? We were started by farmers 85 years ago. And, and so this was just a, an incredibly nice fit for us in terms of our mission as a co-op and a really interesting opportunity for us to expand how we do our loan program and how we access these USDA funds as well. So we'll get a little more detailed on the loan in just a second, but Brian, do you want to tell us a little bit about the project that made you go, maybe I could use a little help on this and had you sought out Cherryland's loan? Yeah, absolutely. Be careful what you ask for. I might talk forever. <laughs> but um, we, as Leftfoot developed, um, we also recognized that in order for us to grow as a company, um, we had an opportunity to work with other wineries, um, not just other vineyards. And the, the difference is a vineyard grows fruit, winery makes wine. And most places are, they do both. But there's many growers out there as well that have enough um, grapes and they want wine made, but they don't want the processing facility on their farm. Winemaking is romantic as it is does involve trucks and forklifts and things like that and so sometimes you want the serenity of the vineyard where people can taste the wines that were grown there and not have to hear the backup noises and all that so we've been working with other wineries as well um, since 2007 making their wines at left foot charlie and so we have a cooperative model based on production as well um, some of the wines when you go out into wine country were made at our place um, with their fruit and their guidance and what they want to see out of their farms and so as we've grown we've 
we've our building has not grown. We're in um, we're in the asylum property in uh, at the village at Grand Traverse Commons, and there's a limit on how much we can do. We can't expand the buildings, and we reached a point where we just had to say no. We couldn't make any more wine for people, and yet there's still more farms that want to have this kind of relationship. And so as I looked at what the possibilities were for us to expand that offering. Um, this loan program came around as a concept because we, Jen and I realized we weren't in a spot to go and buy um, a big palatial estate. And uh, we wanted to keep this model going that we've been running on and not limit the other wineries nor limit our our independent farms that we work with. And so here was an opportunity um, to finance um, without changing ownership structure and um, be able to accommodate this demand for new uh, winemaking potential. One of the cool things also about um, Brian's location that he is moving into for this production facility, it historically housed Great Lakes Potato Chip. And, it, and that location is served by Cherry Land, which is fun for us because we would rather have someone there using electricity than no one there at all. Um, but in addition to that, we gave Great Lakes Potato Chip a loan when they were getting started 10, 15 years ago, and they eventually outgrew that facility and moved to a different place on our line. So it's actually really fun, I think, from my perspective to see the ways in which this loan helps all kinds of businesses and is now kind of rotated to, through this location in more than one way, but still supporting the growth of businesses in our community, which I think is just a kind of a cool, fun fact. Yeah, that is, that's kind of wild. It's a little like farm team building. So when Brian's done there, when you're ready to expand your palatial estate, oh, we'll no. see who wants to go We're there be next there for a long time. <laughs> one step, yeah. It used to, uh, it was built to produce honey as well. So it's had a oh. long agricultural background on this site. Um, and it's conveniently right across the street from Rove Estates, who has been one of the wineries that we have wanted to make wine with, but haven't been able to accommodate due to spatial limitations. And um, so now with this new opportunity, we're going to be able to uh, bring their fruit right across the street and work with them on wine production. And so they don't have to recreate the, the whole process and the, the systems. Um, you know, again, we can work together much more efficiently than every winery having its own bottling line, its own crew, its own facility and all of that. So it's uh, another another excellent opportunity out of that spot. And, and Rove is also a Cherryland member. So by by supporting this loan with Brian, it's a way of us also tangentially supporting some of these other member businesses as well. So it feels like there's the initial investment we're making in Brian's business, but it feels like what that pays off on is le- leveraging the growth of all these other wineries and um and like Brian said earlier, supporting the agricultural community. So it's 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 a really fun loan. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, a b- big trickle effect there. So can you walk us through e- either one of you? Um, this is a huge investment. Can you talk us through the numbers a little bit about you know what what is the loan and then what are those pieces going towards and how's that going to fund this? Well, Brian, why don't you start by talking about what you're going to do with it? I can talk on the kind of process piece with USDA. Okay. Um, so the, we listed the entire project as 1.6 million. Um, that was, it's technically more than that, but it's hard, there's certain ways you have to peg what you're spending on it. So anyways, uh, 1.6 was our operating number. And of that, the, this loan is, is funding 80%. So it's um, not quite 1.3 million. And that we've used to acquire the building the and, or the land, the building, and then and some of the improvements. And then we are providing the other portion of that uh, to complete out the 1.6 million build out, which is about what it's going to take to get the building to a state where it can 
can be functional and um, to the quality level that we need for wine production. So yeah, 80% USDA, uh, Cherryland loan, and then 20% uh, from us directly. And then on that that 80% that Brian's borrowing from USDA through us, the way Cherryland's role in this is we essentially act as the guarantor with USDA. It makes it easier for USDA because they know we can't go anywhere. We've got 3,000 miles of wires and line <laughs> out there that they can chase us down with. So so they they, they kind of look at and say, is Cherryland financially able to guarantee this $1.3 million loan, which obviously we were? Uh, and then that's their, their piece is done. And then they leave it up to our board to really vet the project and make sure it's a good fit for the portfolio. And we feel comfortable taking that risk on Brian's project, which our board did. And so that's, that's the role we play with this, which is a little different than the role we play with our revolving loan fund. So with this fund, we're, we're serving as the guarantor, it impacts our equity. And so one of the things that our boards, like I said, this is the first time we've done this particular loan program. We probably won't have an appetite for another loan of this side for, size for several years because we have to manage all of these different equity um, impacts. For every, time we, every time we make a capital investment, it impacts our equity. So this is one more thing that impacts our equity. Um, but our role is really as guarantor. And then Brian has basically 10 years to pay that that loan back. If Brian doesn't pay it back, we still have to, uh, which we know you will, Brian. We're not worried at all. I'm on it. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> So that's kind of that's kind of the role that, that Cherryland plays. And so once once Brian had met with our board and discussed his project and they felt really comfortable um, serving as the guarantor on his loan, then we went through a process with USDA to get pr- approved, which they could not have made that easier. They were great to work with. I mean, all in, we were able to kind of move this through in a, about a six month period of time, which I think is pretty fast, all things considered. Um, and and now we just wait and, and Brian pays us back and we pay them back. So it's a it's a pretty simple, easy process. Uh, I think for, with both the USDA and on the Cherryland side of things. And so that's where we are right now in this process, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Brian, what's next for you uh, and Leffa Charlie as we're kind of in this? We've done the application. You presented to the board. They said, sounds great. Let's move forward. USDA approved the loan. Now what for you guys? So we've closed on the loan and we have acquired the the building and the land. And we are in the process of the construction and uh, build out of what we need, which uh, is occurring as we speak. And we're, we have to do everything. We had to gut the inside of the building. Um, Not the, making potato chips. Yeah, the process of making potato chips put out um, a little bit of a impact in, on the inside with all the oil and everything. So we've taken down the walls and re-insulating. We're doing the floors. We have to put in um, wineries. And the strange thing is one of the biggest investments in a winery is the floor. Um, mm-hmm. Because once you have your heavy tanks on top of that floor, you really don't ever want to redo it. And it is imperative that we have a facility that can be cleaned meticulously um, every day. Um, our one of our big concerns is um, volunteer bacteria and yeast and things like that. So we're trying to make clean, expressive wines. We've got to have an environment where we can maintain um, that aspect of things. So we are doing our part right now to get those pieces in place and learning the ways of construction as we go, which is educational to say the least. And from there, we're hoping to we're hoping to move in over the course of the winter. Um, we are not going to be able to harvest there this year, unfortunately, but that's giving us time to make sure we get all our details done. And then definitely for 2024 vintage, which would be our 20th harvest, which is very, um, I don't know, serendipitous or yeah. whatever. Um, so that's our, our goal at this point. So the, the first bottle that rolls off the new production facility will be a 2024. Vin- when do we get to open that and drink it, Brian? That's um, what I really want to know. Well, we can drink it right off the line if you want. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll let we'll me save know, others let me know for later. Let me schedule that. <laughs> the... Um, 
yeah, the other, I think the other important part for people to know is that we will not be having, we're not planning to have any retail activities there. So there won't be a tasting room and a bar and that kind of stuff. This is going to be solely focused around production. We are maintaining our presence in the village and keeping what we've started there and trying to help grow that as well. Because one of the things that we have backed into, maybe, I don't know even if it was intentionally, is that we are, where we started in a garage to to the commons, to this, we've, we've been repurposing buildings. And so we we, we've kind of grown attached to that and we want to keep the project going at the commons because that has been a long, beautiful investment in terms of seeing that place grow and where we sit within it. And we definitely want to keep um, our our residency there for sure. So new place is production only. And, and if you're listening and haven't been down to Left with Charlie in the commons, you have to go check it out. It's such a beautiful facility. I love the barrel room for events too. And I think a lot of people don't even know it's there. And it's just it's just such a gorgeous facility. So I'm, I'm glad you're not getting rid of it because yeah. we, we love to come visit you there. They don't make buildings like that anymore. So they it's, really don't. it's amazing to be part of that, that since really not day one, but we were the only ones back there for a while. And now to every time we back the forklift out, you have to really watch because there's people walking around. And <laughs> this morning there was a, a family playing kind of in our driveway. Um, I don't know what they were doing, <laughs> but they were sitting there having coffee and the, the kids were playing with little cars and stuff. So it's uh, it's definitely a community over there. It's growing up around you. That's cool. And Rachel, on the Cherryland side, I know you said... Um, probably not going to pursue a loan like this for quite some time. What does our revolving loan program look like right now? Yeah, no, thank you for asking that because that is an ongoing loan program that we continue to have dollars available in. So if anyone listening to this is a small business owner who is looking to grow your business or if perhaps you're looking to start your business, uh, that that program is, is, is very, very simple. Cherryland has, over the course of kind of 20 years, taken three independent grants from USDA. And those grants, we get to keep them as long as we continue to revolve them in the form of zero interest loans. The max loan amount in that program is 300000 The average loan loan amount we do is about 100,000. So they're they're very good loans. They're great for people who are looking to grow their business. They're not they're not huge loans. You're still it, we're generally coming in as a partner with some other financing already in place. We require the borrower to show that they will create or retain one job per, per 20,000 that we lend them. The process is really simple and if anyone's interested I'll I'll walk you through it rather than going deep into the details here, but basically just have them reach out to me and then we can get them in front of our board within a month or two and then it takes about 60 days to close on alone. So another one where we're able to move pretty quickly if it's a good fit for our program. We currently have about $300,000 available in that fund, but every single month we're potentially taking an application into that fund. And it, and, and if it's a good fit and they've been vetted and the board feels comfortable with the loan, it is a little bit of a first come, first serve. So generally someone's going to want to reach out to me first and find out if there's funding available before they apply. Um, max term length in that loan is is 10 years, although we very rarely do 10 years because they're just not huge loan amounts. We usually do closer to five to seven, but again, it's zero interest money. And in today's market, I would I would say most of us would love to have a little bit of zero interest money. So um, if anyone's looking to grow their business or has a project they think would be a good fit, just have them reach out to me and we'll see if we have money available and can get them in front of the board. We've done, since we started that loan, also 20 years ago. So maybe we can do a commemorative bottle. Yeah, there you go. Um, since we started that program 20 years ago, we've done 50 loans. And we've because we've revolved it so much, we've revolved it to the tune of about $5.2 million that we've reinvested into the community. So it's it's a just a little side side jam we have going on, a way of supporting our, our businesses. You don't have to be a Cherryland member. You have to be in our service territory, but you don't, because we know that 
even if it's not a Cherryland member business, they probably employ Cherryland members. And um, so that, that's not a big deal to us, just have to be in our service territory. And if there's a way we can help grow those businesses, we want to. Well, and I think that touches quickly on, you know, some people ask why, why do you do this? Focus <laughs> on electricity. Why are you doing this? And I think you said it beautifully is that it we do this for the, the members at the end of the day. Can you talk through a little bit about the why? Yeah, sure. Well, and it, I do think it's very important. There, there's a good philosophical reason for that, which I'll answer in a second, but there's also a very practical reason. Both the program that we worked with Brian on and this revolving loan program, those dollars have to, they require an electric cooperative for them to come from USDA into the community. So if Cherryland didn't choose to participate, the dollars never come here. That, that's the way that the, the appropriations are written in the farm bill and in USDA's requirements. The, do, the, the, the dollars must be first lent to a co-op or granted to a co-op, and the co-op can then relend and have a revolving loan fund or a pass-through loan fund. So part of it is if we don't do it, no one else will, and then those dollars go somewhere else. And that just doesn't seem like the right thing to do for our community. But in addition to that, on the kind of philosophical side, you know, when I look back, I don't look back. When I think of what it must have been like 85 years ago <laughs> when Cherry Land was getting started, like the whole idea was you had electricity in urban areas and not in rural areas, and it was creating an economic disparity. And we were created to make sure to close that gap, to make sure that rural areas continued to have strong economies and could keep up with more urban areas. This is just an, another extension of that mission. So yeah, our core mission is electricity, but our bigger mission to me is helping to protect the well-being, sustainability, and economy of our rural community. And this is a way that we do that. Thank you. That's It's exciting. And, and I know we're very excited to see uh, Left Foot Charlie and their new expansion and open that first bottle of wine. And I just want to say thank you both for uh, taking a little time to talk to us about this today. A lot to look forward to. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. For more information on Cherryland's economic development loans, visit our website at cherrylandelectric.coop business. We hope you'll join us next time for more Co-op Energy Talk.